Welcome everyone to a new episode of the Definitive Crusade. I'm your host as always, joining the machine Hughes, and joining me from across the big pond. Two crusaders we all love. It is the random dude Josh and Matt Nightlight at 95. Matthew, Howdy doodly. how's it going? It's going, it's going. Yeah, it's going. It's We're good. here. We're excited Woo! to be here. I've still got this small, small <laughs> nap problem. But if you guys see me just randomly clapping yeah, yeah, yeah. the video, I, it's just... It's just <laughs> this is our awareness video for Tourette's and ticks in general. Right. That's my new, that's my new tick. <laughs> Random flapping. We're going to get into a book and he'll be like, yeah, Boom. so this book, damn it. You know, it's just out of nowhere. Shit. <laughs> before, oh, before we get to the books, um, it's time for a little bit of celebration, a time to kind of sit back and pause a little bit. This week has seen the revelation from, let me get the website so I'll get it right, blog.feedspot.com. The link will be at the bottom of the uh, pod. All right. Check this out. This is how far we've come. All right, so Comic Crusaders, the site that launched us, is worldwide rated at number 12. Mm-hmm. That's worldwide. And you know how much we talk about DC books, we talk about Marvel books, and we talk about indies. What we've got to remember about Comic Crusaders, and in fact, the UCPN, is that we're not multimedia. We're not a conglomerate. We're just fans doing this for fun. Mm-hmm. And we are number 12 in the world. The UCPN, the host of the great shows like the Definitive Crusade, No Price Podcast, Old Timers Comic Book Show, um, the Jink, the Jank Think Tank. There you go. <laughs> you got it. It's a bit of a tongue twister. Not gonna uh, lie. Yeah, yeah. And I'm short tongued. So, um, amongst uh, many other different shows, uh, Ray comes in worldwide at number 18. That is a massive for UCPN by itself. That's a massive. 50% increase jump from where we were. I was going to say, I, I think we, we got super excited just being in the top 100. Yeah. And now... I, yeah. Man, I, I, I remember when the CC being in the top 30 was a big thing. Yeah. Yay, CC's in the top 30. Woo! And UCPM was like low 40s and then, yeah. wow, look at us now. So, um, so a big shout out, not just to you guys who are listening, but a big shout out to every host and co-host that we've got producing podcasts for the ucpn big thank you to all the reviews on comic crusaders who spend time talking about their love of comics and what they love and what they don't love about comic books so guys and gals and everything in between here's to you well done thank you very much (laughs) 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 yeah yeah for the record josh and i were clapping I was Matt just getting nats, man. Yeah, Matt, don't worry about it. Matthew was getting attacked uh, by nats. Excellent. Look, it's it's you know Tennessee weather. It's it's getting hot. It's getting humid. It's that time of year. Things are coming out of the woods, which I just happen to live right next to. So it's that sounds it's like just, an, it's just that thing. That sounds um, like an indie book all by itself. There's something coming out of the There's woods. Something coming out of the woods. Imagine out of out of the woodwork. <laughs> All right, okay. Celebrate we check out the website, see where we are, see which uh who will beat them because there's some big names on there. Um all right, so back to the comic books. We're gonna go with Josh's pick first. And I don't know, I don't know why. 
Why, Josh, do you do Why? Every week we say, oh, I'm sick of this character. Oh, <laughs> this character's never away. I'm so sick of him. So what we're going to do? Just keep talking about it. Yeah, go and keep, keep talking about old pasty face. Right? So it's the Joker Presents uh, a Puzzle Box number one. It's written by Matthew Rosenberg. Uh, art this time around is by Jesus Marino. Colours by Ulysses, I've got to say, Rola, and then letters by Ferran Delgado. As if one Joker book was, wasn't was enough. We've now got this. Joshua, you are a twisted, twisted puppy. <laughs> Have you met me? <laughs> oh, yes. All right, Josh, Joe Cole, take it away. All right, so the, there was a reason behind the madness on why I picked this book. Talk so I had gone to, well... Hmm. one too many migraine books um but that's neither here nor there uh no i had gone to dccomics.com to and i just read the short little blurb that they put describing the book and i found it very interesting on the way it was pitched you know what what would a book be like what would a story be like being completely narrated by the joker you know, we we go back through the mythos of the Joker, looking at his origin, and we've had multiple versions because we know the Joker tells very different stories. I mean, we even get that during The Dark Knight, where Heath Ledger's Joker tells variations on how he got his scars. Do you want to know how I got these scars? Oh, I got these scars. <laughs> My father was a... <laughs> Drinker and a fiend. Well, one night he came home. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> Great monologue. Fantastic. Oh, it's wonderful. You know, wonderful this, performance. this book goes off crazier than usual because uh, I had to throw <laughs> mine in. Um, but to have the Joker narrate the story just seems intriguing. And so rather than just going into this blind, I actually did think about my pick. For this episode, Johnny, just wanted to let you know I didn't and just know this one. And you still came up with this? Yes. <laughs> because I wanted to see how Rosenberg put this story together. I mean, you've already got me hooked on the fact that Joker's narrating. So we get the Joker being interrogated by GCPD. I, I mean, what, what better way to start a Joker book off? And, I mean, we, we get the Joker's sass. We get his, his attitude. We get his, his shenanigans. What a word. I, I, I love that word. Um, oh, it's but, a great magic card. Yes. Oh, wait, wrong show. Yeah, yeah, oh, sh wrong show. Dang it. Um, oh, man. But the thing that I, I got a kick out of the most, there's one panel. The Joker is telling about how Batman just comes in and busts up the party. And it's the conversation that he has with Batman that just made me laugh. <laughs> Where he claims, at least in this panel, that Batman says, and I quote, Thank you, Joker. I always appreciate your help. I'd be nothing more than a violent jerkwad with a bat fetish if it weren't for you. That one panel, I was <laughs> dying laughing. It was so freaking funny. And then 
you know, obviously the the other uh, detective tells him it's being absurd, and he goes, "You're right, is it is absurd? Batman doesn't really appreciate me." Um, <laughs> but it, it was just, I don't know, to have the Joker tell this story has me so curious that I want to read more. Um, I thought the artwork was great in this. Um, it was great to see the the Batgirl suit that I, I enjoy with the gold emblem and the, the black. And the style of the Joker, um, I, I could take it or leave it, but for the most part, I enjoyed the book a lot. A lot more than I thought I would have. <sighs> I, I feel like I've literally just kicked Johnny in the shins. Wow, <laughs> made him dr- made him drink, you know, Look. warm Dr. Pepper, and then made him read a Red Hood book. Look, uh, oh wait, that wasn't we're, me. That's 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 our next one. <laughs> we'll we'll get there. Uh <laughs> Look, this is since I've been on the show, Johnny's enjoyment of these books has gone down lower and lower because I just keep picking like Jokers and Red Hoods. So I, I'm just sending an email to No Prize saying, "Dudes, can I come back and talk about Marvel books, please?" Yeah. Can we get we'll, Frey we'll, back, please? No, we'll, we'll, yeah. <laughs> this is his uh, code way of saying Freya. Yeah. Save, save me, Freya. Please. <laughs> Ooh. But all this, all this is yeah. good. Come back. All right. Okay. So it's a big win. The Joker presents a puzzle box. A big win for Josh. Uh, Matthew. I, I, wouldn't go, I wouldn't go that far. I would say I, it has me hooked. I'm curious enough right. to read right. more. That means it's past the five mark. It's yeah, at, so it's, at least a six. So it's t- scores tied, top of the fourth quarter. Let's see what happens. All right, mm. Okay. Matthew, what do you think of the puzzle box? Uh, in kind of the same way. Uh, <laughs> I, when I went into it, I didn't know it was going to be like a Joker telling the story. I was just like, oh, puzzle box. Cool. Uh, maybe we'll actually see like Joker's mastermind and all that kind of stuff. But then uh, it switched over to kind of the funny aspect. So it threw me off immediately uh, from what I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, but just as just as Josh stated, uh the whole line with Batman is like, I really appreciate you, Joker. <laughs> that, that, that had me cracking up. He was like, everybody was throwing a party for me. <laughs> oh, yeah, Joker. Oh, yeah, we love you. Oh, happy birthday. We're doing this weird stuff. And when he's talking with uh, Commissioner Gordon and the other detective, uh, Commissioner Gordon says something along the lines of, uh, uh, we brought you in here to tell us what happened. He goes, no, you brought me in here to talk. And so I'm talking. And so he's just spitting this story pretty much out of his butthole. It, <laughs> it's it's great. I I have to agree with Josh. For me, I'd probably rank it like a 7 out of 10. I'm interested to see where it's going. Uh, I'm interested to see how the story twists. And apparently somebody has killed Edward Nigma, or otherwise known as the Riddler. <sighs> and so they're trying to figure out. I mean, we saw the last panel, so yeah. it's. I wasn't worried about saying anything, but and <laughs> some people have probably already read the book. Uh, yeah. It has been it has been out for a little bit, so uh, well, I guess yeah. I should have said spoiler alert, but no, that's on spoiler. me. It's fine. That's on no, me. I, I, I the book's been out a week, so if you're a Joker fan, you've already picked this book up. So 
but uh, yeah, and so that's what that's what even why. Uh, uh, sorry, I'm stumbling over my words. That's even why the Joker is brought into the precincts because they're trying to figure out exactly what happened. Because mm-hmm. if Batman made an appearance, we can pretty much assume that Batman's not the one that did it. So something else had happened, and they're trying to figure out the story. And all the while, Joker's spinning this tall tale about what he thought that had happened. So mm-hmm. it's interesting. It's funny. Um, all right, okay, so I agree the book's decent looking. It, um, but unfortunately for me, it doesn't offer anything new to a Joker story. It kind of it reminds me a lot of the Batman's Grave in tone and kind of the visuals. Remember the Brian Hitch book a while, the 12 issue miniseries, yeah. Yeah. yeah, where it's like, oh, there's this going on. At least I had a mystery. I read the same blurb as you did, uh, for this. There's a puzzle box, not in this issue, there isn't. Not at all. But is the puzzle box a literal puzzle box or is it a figurative puzzle box? Because look who it's coming from. To be fair, I genuinely don't care on this one. (laughs) I don't. It's like the Joker... The Joker at this stage has become oversaturated massively. As much as we... Yeah, agreed. But as much as we vilify migraine for being migraine, they don't have pick a villain, Doctor Doom. They do not have a Doctor Doom. They don't have two Doctor Doom books out. And Doctor Doom is in every single villain, uh, the villain in every single book, not the way the Joker is. You know, it's like yeah. the Joker pops up everywhere. Now, the idea of him having a rambling story, you know what? When it was back done first in the Killing Joke, I was totally okay with that. I mm-hmm. thought, you know what? That makes sense. But now, it's becoming like Wolverine's backstory. Mm-hmm. Everyone can write whatever they like and just claim, but it's the Joker. He doesn't tell the truth. He's just rambling. So actually, you're getting nothing new. You can take nothing for face at face value. What he says has no meaning. So therefore, the character himself has no meaning. He is actually a joke. Okay. I just don't get it. I mean, I like Matthew Rosenberg. I think he did a great job on the Uncanny X-Men book before it got renamed into the Hickman universe. You know, 21 issues of X-Men where it wasn't a popular book, he kept it going. So, you know, it's just it's just not for me. It just doesn't... It's like, yeah, another rambling joke story. That, so let, let, let me ask you this. Do you at least have an appreciation for the decision to have Batman use his grappling hook to shoot that into Killer Croc's head? Because I thought that was funny. That panel. (laughs) Donnie's like, you know, and then Killer Croc saying, I'm an idiot. I mean, there's some great one-liners in this. But but this is just all characters. This is like, you know, it's characters of characters. You know, it's like the, the doing the, the doofy thing. The the panel you've got there of Robin punching the penguin. It's a lift from it's a it's a lift from Batman sixty six TV cartoon. Yeah, practically. So these are all characters of things we've seen before. Give me something new, and then I'll get excited. Don't give me the same old stuff. Yeah, but we've seen that in comics. We've seen that in movies. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they, they keep recycling stuff, so it's just. It's one of those, take it, run with it, and enjoy it for what it is. 
or you recycle the same stuff. I'm not going to be interested. I'll leave that on the shelf. Well, this is why we have flip side focus. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Um, it's interesting because, I mean, Gordon's playing a part in this story. And yet Gordon's playing a part in the, the other. other. Yeah, the other story. There's no there's no continuity to this. You've got, you know, a bat in a bat suit. You've got Batgirl, who hasn't been Batgirl for at least the last three months. On top of that, you've got Robin kicking around in a Robin suit when he was Drake last time we saw him in the Titans. Mm. You know, there's no continuity. Commissioner Gordon is still Commissioner Gordon. Yeah. You know? Well, so, I, I almost wonder if this, this particular miniseries, this arc, is its own little separate separate thing. May just be a spin-off. But then why? This is it. What? You've got Infinite Frontier. You've got. Do you know what this book think? What I think for this, I honestly think about this book. They came up with this great idea, and it wasn't serious enough for Black Label. Because you look at that cover by Chip Zdarsky, which is a great cover, by the way. Yeah. I yeah, I saw that cover on the comic book rack. I would be picking up this book to look at it. That is a great cover. That is really good artwork. Really good but, design. But the same token, you look at that and you think Black Label. Tell me I'm wrong. And then no, you walk, no you you're walk, not wrong. You open it up and it's just standard fare. It's like... So would you say this is a slight puzzle box of false advertising? No. I just think it's mismanaged. Oh, okay. At least he's honest. I'm being grumpy today. I've still got all my Clark Kent's on, so yeah, I'm feeling a bit grump, grumpy. Sorry. Wait, 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 wait. Are, are you saying, Johnny, that you're pulling a bud right now? No. What's pulling a bud me? I don't really? Do you really want me to answer that? Uh-huh. Old and grumpy? I, I have no clue what he means, so <laughs> you got it. I'm what, sorry? <laughs> What have I missed? <laughs> I I mean, um, yeah, on that note. Do you want to find out what makes a professor do his happy dance? Check out the all-timers comic book show only on the UCPN. <laughs> I ain't dancing. I ain't dancing. I know that's what separates you and Bud. <laughs> right. Okay. Your no, guy. Not as moving your... on. Let's go. Yeah, your your guys will kick your ass. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. So, Joker presents the puzzle box, kind of a mixed bag for me at least. But you know, the guys like it, so that's cool. Next up is Batman Urban Legends number four. Now, there are one, two, three, four parts to this story, to this issue, I should say. Mm -hmm. uh, we'll, we'll go through the first one. We'll go we'll talk about each one, I guess. Some more than others, I assume. Um, first up is Red Hood and Batman. It's episode four, or chapter mm -hmm. four of six, <coughs> written by Chip Zdarsky, art by Eddie Barrows, who is Mr. Consistent, and Eva Ferrier. Flashback uh, is by Marco Tor. Colors by Adriana Lucas. So Adriano Lucas. And letters by Becca Carey. Uh, Matthew, this was your choice. I wonder why. You yeah. Look, so, so I was 
of course, between this one and the next issue of Joker, because Joker uh, issue four was released, and I really wanted to pick it up and continue with that. But that's the same one I've picked for the last few issues. So hey, I want to choose something a little different. I'm Future State Gotham was also Future, I could have. Uh, I was. I was very dissatisfied with the last Future State. Even if, even though it was Red Hood, I was very dissatisfied. So I didn't want to pick it up and read it. Okay. Uh, yeah. And so I decided to pick this. It was a collection of issues, as we said, um, which the last time we saw something that was like split issue, they have now tied those issues together. Uh, you know, the one where we saw uh, um, with the Batman issue and then uh, Huntress. Huntress. Yeah. Th those stories ended up tying together. And so that's when I saw this, I was like, oh, maybe they're doing something else kind of along those lines. That'd be cool. And so it's like a bunch of mini series that end up tying together because the stories end up, you know, fitting with each other. So I wanted to pick it up and uh, do it for that reason. Also, as I said, saw saw Red Hood. I had to read it because I love a big Red Hood fan, but I didn't want that to be the only reason I picked Wait, up this. Don't, don't you mean Ermac? No, that, that's totally Ermac. <laughs> Just like that, the is, that man that who is, laughs is Judge Death, that's look, Ermac. So, <laughs> Ermac. I'm not, I can't argue. Ermac. It. I can't argue with that. I can't because it's you know very similar. But this is the outlaw Red Hood style. You know he's gotten rid of the full helmet. Uh, he's just gone the mask and the the red hood. And I I actually love this design. Because, you know, with the actual, with the hood and everything, it was still giving like, you know, Iron Man vibes, you know, Arkham Knight style was, it was really cool, but I specifically like this style more. Now, as far as artwork goes and character design goes, I like this style of the Red Hood more than the other uh, costumes and outfits that he has donned on before. Okay. So, so we start out, uh, Red Hood is Fighting Mr. Freeze. Uh, fighting Mr. Freeze. They have Red Hood's talking about, you know, I'm not the same as I used to be. And it flashes back and forth between him fighting Mr. Freeze and the time when uh, he when he originally died in the warehouse fire and the explosion set up by the Joker. And it's bouncing back and forth between Memory Lane and the current fight. He's talking about his differences between now and back then. Uh, how he's more prepared now. He has more experience now uh, compared to back then. And the only reason or the biggest reason that he's grown up now is he understands that the fact that his Robin and Batman never worked out is because there needed to be a mutual trust in between them for them to work. Mm -hmm. And so he realized that he needs to trust Batman and he ends up calling Oracle uh, and saying, Hey, I need help. I need Batman. And then he's shot by Mr. Freeze, frozen, to which Batman responds, uh, or Oracle notifies Batman. And uh, he was like, okay, I'll be there in a second. And Oracle's like, no, he specifically asked for you, which chimed a major red flag into uh, Bruce's head. He was like, oh, no, I need to go save Jason. And so that's what I really liked is because we actually see the aspect kind of like the uh, the father and son aspect because Jason is Bruce Wayne's son and that's 
how he was introducing the story, Bruce Wayne adopted him and was raising him. And so I love to see the father son aspect between Jason and Bruce. I love seeing that reconciliation starting to take place, specifically Jason learning that he may have been wrong and he's starting to grow up a bit. And so we actually see Batman call him son in one of the panels as he drives over to save him. Uh, fight ensues, fight ensues. Um, I'm just giving the paraphrasing and the synopsis mm -hmm. of this. Uh, but he ends up saving Jason. Uh, but Mr. Freeze gets away. So right. artwork, dun, dun, dun. artwork, <laughs> love the artwork for it. You know, it, it was very, it was very uh, up to date in the first few panels, but every single flashback, it showed kind of like that old style of comic book. And so it bounced back and forth. And I, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed this specific issue a whole lot. All right. Okay. Good shout. Uh, so for you, the Red Hood bit works really well. We'll get onto the other stories in a bit. Uh, Josh, Red Hood story. Yeah, nay. I feel like I've read this story before. Yeah. It's, yeah, well, you know, it's because we have. Um, oh, yeah. You know, talking about recycling, I mean, we get, you know, death in the family all over again with the flashbacks. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I don't know. It's like, okay, you're taking a theme that has been played over multiple times, Batman and Robin, not trusting each other. Seems to happen with every Robin at some point in time. <laughs> teenage boys growing up, they're going through their rebellious stage. It's just that the rest of them have learned and otherwise, well, Jason has not. And so we're starting to see him learn. And that's that's yeah. what I took away from it. Yeah. You know, I it, it was nice to see Mr. Freeze as as the main the main villain in this. Um I, I would agree the the action sequence, especially in the Batmobile, was probably the part that I enjoyed the most um, just because I'm always a fan of the Batmobile and to be able to actually see, see it in action. I thought mm -hmm. it was fun. Um, you know, Batman, when it comes to Mr. Freeze, I feel like Batman is gullible a lot because it never fails. He always gets frozen by Mr. Freeze. Every single time. Happened to Adam West. Happened to Kevin Conroy's. Happened to George Clooney. Arnold Schwarzenegger is the best villain out of the series. <laughs> Mr. Freeze. Uh, <laughs> have a nice day. <laughs> have a nice day. Yep. All right, everyone. Chill. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the... Is this can, one that I'm going to fully invest a whole lot of time in? No. Was it a good story? Yes. Even though they're taking, you know, a story we've read before. I mean, there was the, you know, that, that mini series where they had like the alternate versions. We had the, the Nightfall, I mean, Night's End. Oh, yes. I remember that. There was yeah. the, the Death of Superman that version yeah. where Superman doesn't come back and Supergirl ends up 
going batshit crazy. Um, I feel like this is an updated version of that. All right, okay. Mm. All right, so I kind of agree on this one with Josh. I've seen Death in the Family a gazillion million times. But let's be honest, you enjoyed seeing Jason die again. Well, to be fair, um, we've talked about this on the old-timers show, and if I can just share my screen for a little bit, my favourite... My favourite um, Jason Todd Red Hood outfit is probably that one. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> wow. It's a good joke. It's But it doesn't mean it hurts any less. <laughs> um, I didn't feel a thing. I don't know, me neither. No, no, no. Um, you guys are killing me. Killing <laughs> so no. T- Stop it! <laughs> Stop. Fair, the Red Hood bit of this story. The, the, it was kind of. It made me stop and think what were they doing for the first three parts because this story this could have started as hey this is chapter one and we would be like all right with it i don't know what was going on in the other issues so i don't know how far the story's progressed but i haven't i haven't seen the other issues yet either so so I, I don't know i can i think this is just a little bit of a a mix too far for me um but you know, um, we'll do one more issue, one more story of from this book before we take a break, and then we'll come back and we'll do the second two. So the second element of this book, where are my notes? There they are, is uh, Batwing, written by Camrys Johnson, art by Loiso Mixi. That's what I'm going with. Sorry if I've said it wrong. Inks Trevor Scott, colors by Andrew Dalhouse, letters by ALW's Troy Patiri. I've got to say this right now. I'll, I'll start this off for you because I'll make it short and sweet. I'm not a huge Batwing fan in any shape, way, or form, so I don't have to read this right. But even so, he's still a, a more of a Batman than the next Batman is. Yeah. There you go. That's my take on the Batwing story. Uh, Josh, what do you think of the Batwing story? I feel like this could have been like a DLC expansion for Batman Arkham Knight, and it would have been pretty okay. It would have been fine. Hmm. Makes more sense than the Azrael one for Arkham City. Nowhere. All right. Okay. Cool. Um, Matthew, Batwing. Yeah, yeah. Um, kind of like you. I'm not a huge Batwing fan. Um, mm-hmm. The story was okay. You know, um, it shows him. You know, doing his, his patrolling. He's you know trying to figure out the rest of these Riddler uh, riddles. Uh, it goes down into the sewer. Uh, and he starts, you know, he goes in, the Riddler gives him a riddle. Uh, and he's like, okay, uh, what's the answer to this riddle? I got to figure this out. And then fighting happens because DC comics. Comic. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then during the fight, he's having flashbacks between uh, him and Tim. Uh, excuse me if, I, if I'm wrong, but if I remember uh-huh. correctly, it was Tim. Yeah. Uh, and he's just talking about, you know, it's like it was like a weird thing to flash back to 
for this very specific riddle, very specific moment. And he's like, oh, equator. Uh, that means uh, the answer is this. And it, it was kind of kind of corny to me. Yeah. Uh, but the artwork's really well done. The only few things that I didn't like in the artwork was uh, the close-ups of the the suit and the face like the mm -hmm. i can understand it's supposed to be water dripping down on the mask mm -hmm. uh but it just doesn't look right to me okay. it cool. looks like the mask is kind of deformed uh but that's kinda, just me kind of looks like remember the battle damage fig he-man figures from the late 80s early 90s i wasn't yeah. born then that's hey johnny okay. remember the yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. That, I'm not what, quite as old as you guys. That's what his face looks like. Like the part you would have pushed in, and it would have flipped to the be the battle damage part. That's what his face looks like. Mm. It's funny you mentioned DLC costs. When uh, Matthew's explaining this, Batwing gets a riddle and has to go in the sewers. I'm sure I have played that chapter in Arkham City. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, trying to find those damn trophies. I, yeah. I still haven't found all of them. Arkham Knight, I still have not found all of them, and it makes me so angry. Oh, man, I just... right. Okay, I right. Sorry, Josh. Uh, sorry, Matthew, even. It's uh, it's decent. It's decent. Uh, like I said, when I picked up this, I was wanting some kind of, you know, way to tie it all in together. And so far, so far, I haven't seen any yeah. way of tying it in together. They all seem to be separate stories. Yeah, uh, I think so you're... I think that's going to be a reach for you on that one. Yeah. All right. Before we take a look at Tim Drake and Grifter from this same book, here's an advert uh, for an up and coming show. The Random Dad Chronicles is back. Excellent. Yep. I'm you, super excited. Do you know which book you're going with first? Um, surprisingly, we are actually going to go with uh, Batman Fortnite Zero Point because Lucas is a huge Fortnite fan. I'm obviously a Batman fan. And so when I mentioned the book to him, he goes, yes. And so that'll be the first episode. And then we'll have... Some other books we'll be reviewing. Uh, so yeah, stay tuned for that. It's been it's been a couple of years since we did the show, so I'm I'm excited to get his take on on those books. I know another one we'll be doing will be uh, Wrong Earth uh, by Tom Payer uh, from Mahoya Comics. So yeah, Excellent. stay tuned for that. All right, so we're still having a look through uh, Batman Urban Legends number four. Um, we're up to the Tim Drake storyline, written by Megan Fitzmartin. Uh, art by Belene Ortega, colors by Alejandro Sanchez, and letters by Pat Brosso. Or Brosseo. Or say Al, even, if I remember my junior Sayo moments. All right, Matthew. Tim Drake, 
It's like, you know, he's he's the cool Robin that took over from the dead Robin, just so you know. <laughs> oh, I think we're going to kill that joke into the ground. No, we're not. <laughs> not, even with, <laughs> not even with a crowbar. <laughs> it, it will just bring it back from the dead and kill it again. <laughs> uh-huh. PC style. You know the best part is is poor Matthew. His mic is muted or something. You're right. Like, You're right. It was. Like I, thought I, I, I thought I unmuted it. Uh, That's because he was not using all the swear words he could think of. You're right. <laughs> Don't worry. I'm a. I'm a child. Like you said, someone were, someone said uh, we're going to kill this joke into the ground. I said, yeah, it's a killing joke, and that's all. Oh, good one, nice one. But all right, yeah. so so let me ask a serious question. Then I know we we all know that you're a huge Jason Todd fan. Do mm-hmm. you have any love for Tim Drake? I do have a little love for Tim Drake. You know, he's whereas you know we all see a different side of Robin. We all see you know, and that's what something I love about Robin character mm. is that through each itineration or each iteration, sorry, not itineration, iteration of them, uh, we see that they are, in fact, separate people. They are all different characters. You know, mm-hmm. with Dick Grayson, we see the the loyal son. Uh, Jason Todd, we see the rebellious teenager. Uh, <coughs> uh, Tim Drake, we see the super brain uh, detective. It, I love, and then uh, Damien, we see uh, the assassin. You know, it's mm-hmm. I love each each character of Robin shows uh, them as different characters. And Tim Drake, as I said, is the super brain. He's always you know staying up for forty eight hours to solve a case. And mm-hmm. it's I love the character. Really well designed. Speaking of design, the artwork in this book, I love the artwork for this little this little strip. Mm-hmm. really well done this amazing shot of tim as he's uh talking with oracle on the clock tower next to the gargoyle love mm-hmm. it absolutely love it. beautiful to me uh and it's it is kind of funny because oracle is talking to uh tim about you know i have to run updates on the computer it's actually running slower now and he's like oh okay do this instead and she's yeah. like, it worked why did that and he's like yeah, yeah, yeah you know it's my system you know i designed this thing yeah <laughs> so, I did this. I, I did this. I know how this works. Uh, it does the beautiful uh, Assassin's Creed uh, skydive off the clock tower towards mm-hmm. these two guys to ask them questions. Uh, story behind it, uh, there's a bunch of kids that have turned up missing from Gotham, and he's trying to figure out why uh, they've disappeared. And one of them uh, mentioned that there's this uh, chaos monster that's uh, – that one of them was involved with and said something about like, they were like, Oh, well this person was into some weird stuff. We saw a text once where she said uh, something about a chaos monster. And so it was like, Oh, I'll try to figure this out. I've actually got a, uh, I've got a, a dinner plan uh, with an old friend at nine. And she's like, no, we got to figure that. And he's like, all right, I'm out. Click. Adios. And so he ends up going and meeting with his old friend, which, uh, uh, um, Bernard, Bernard. Yeah, yep. from uh, the Robin Long Running series, Volume Two, mm-hmm. um, around issue one hundred and forty. Uh, the good thing about the Robin Tim Drake series, there was a huge kind of um, supporting cast. 
it was kind of like Peter Parker at the high school. Mm-hmm. You know, there was kind of had like that, and he changed schools a couple of times um, as his dad found out he was robbing and stuff. So there is some some uh, some nice overlay for that. So yeah, keeping it history. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, and so seeing like this throwback to an old character, I didn't know who it was, so I had to look it up. Pretty cool that uh that they they even included like the throwback in the mm. in the little text and we see he's like oh hey bernard and he's like oh hey tim and he's like this character was last seen in this specific issue uh in the little subtext right below it so i thought that was really cool to let the reader the newer readers uh know yep. where he was from uh it's also funny he, he says he puts on these clothes and he's like oh we need to update these clothes we need to you know figure something else out these are like t- uh, uh dick's old clothes or something yeah <laughs> so it's kind of funny <laughs> Uh, we eventually see them, you know, they're having dinner, they're talking, uh, catching up. And then lo and behold, this guy shows up the chaos monster. Um, yeah. He's like, let chaos reign. You can't stop me. Blah, 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 blah. Tim goes to fight him, gets knocked out. Bernard ends up missing. Ah. <gasps> uh, so, yeah. so, it's, okay. it's, it left me on a, it left me on a cliffhanger. I'm curious to see where it goes from there. Okay. So cool. this this is probably my favorite out of the four. Shut up. This is this is probably my favorite story out of the four. Whoa. Uh, because right. you know, as as I said, you know, kind of in agreement with you guys. I it may be me being biased why I like the first issue uh so much, because you know, Red Hood. Uh, yeah. but I do have to agree it is redundant from what we have seen before, yeah. whereas this is new. I don't know what this chaos monster is. So I'm interested to see how this goes, how the story develops. Okay. Excellent. Um, Josh, you a, you a Tim Drake fan? I am. Uh, I I actually really liked this story. It was great to see Tim Drake, you know, being the Robin that we all know and love. Um, Mm -hmm. I like the design of Robin in this. Mm -hmm. Um, And, where Matthew asked about, you know, who, what is this chaos monster? Um, I could tell you exactly what this chaos monster is. Uh, you cast it for Wilburg. It is a three, four legendary shapeshifter um, with Shrek. Josh, we're on the wrong channel. We're on the wrong channel. Oh, shit. Oh, <laughs> but when I saw the chaos monster, that's what I thought. The design looked like something out of Magic the Gathering. Very good. Okay. And one it does it does kind of look like uh that the uh Krona, the one where like you can give uh, permanence to other people. Mm-hmm. Yep. It does kind of look like her. Here, I'll, I'll... And, jo- and Johnny's like, I have no idea what the hell they're seeing right now. Um, <laughs> see, I, I, all I'm seeing is shades of Rackman. I'm not gonna lie. That panel you've got go there, he's got some Rackman going on. Yeah. You know? Um but I think um, I think the arts on this particular chapter of the book, I think it's great. I love it. Mm-hmm. It's so stylized. It's so it's just a little bit different from the norm. Uh, those panels where you've got Robin sort of like doing his hero pose, you know, they're perfect. That's great. Yeah. Um, I agree with Matthew on this. You know, this is probably um, best one out the, of the, book. the best story out of the book. Run. Definitely. It, it's, you know, it's it's well observed for Tim. It's in character with Tim. You always cared about his uh, sub characters, you know. So 
for me, this is a win-win. You know, the fact it also alludes to um, um, some greater history and the fact that, you know, he talks about the micro caves around Gotham, which is kind of a nod to the current situation. He, his mate calls him Timothy Wayne because he was adopted by Bruce at one point, so therefore mm -hmm. he's buying dinner. You know, there's a lot of a lot of history context in this this like four or five pages and i think that's that's really well done and it's mm -hmm. not kind of like in your face history like maybe the first the red hood element is because that is so famous these are kind of like little snippets of bits that that long-term fans will get a kick out of so i yeah. think so i think that's that's well well observed um finally we've got uh the wild storm studios um forcing their way into the DC universe with Grifter, written by Matthew Rosenberg, who we've talked about already, um, art by Ryan Benjamin, colours by Antonio Fabella. It's like, you've got to say it like that, yeah. Fabella. Fabella. Um, Fabella. And uh, letters by Seda Temofonte. I've got to say, I can do without, I can do without uh grifter quite like Zelda, though she's quite hot more than this you know other than bruce not being able to unlock his own uh glass window anymore not a lot going on here for me yeah um wait, 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 matthew what do you think um so the only <laughs> and you know this is showing you know me being younger than the rest of or most of our viewers or you guys uh the only character i recognized in this was you know lucas fox bruce wayne and slade <laughs> i didn't i didn't know who anybody else was or were no. i don't know who they are uh so, right, so oh and superman saw, superman makes an appearance so so uh, brief history then so while jim lee was huge at marvel um early 90s left marvel to form image his group was uh his studios wildstorm studios they did Wildcats and they did a couple of the books. Um, Grifter and Zelot are characters from the Wildcats um, mm. universe. When Jim Lee sold Wildstorm to DC and became the co-publisher, his characters from Wildstorm Studios would start making their way into the DC universe. So this is them coming into that universe. So unless you read Image Comics from the 90s, you're not going to know who these characters are. Okay, which is which is a fair shout. Okay, cool. All right, and I, I found I found that image that I was talking about with the chaos monster. I'm looking like a certain certain character, but I was I was going to share it, but it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. That moment's already passed. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, okay. Other than that, it was it was a decent story. You know, um, it was basically those two working together to capture Batman, which it seemed to have worked. Uh, until you know, Grifter's talking to the canister that's supposed to be uh housing Batman, and he's like, Hey, bats, you in there? And we just see a fist fly through with yeah. the uh blue skins, and we're like, Oh no, oh, yeah. <laughs> the wrong yeah. guy, that's, that's Superman, the wrong dude. <laughs> Superman breaks out, and these two are like, Crap, oh no, yeah. yeah Superman's probably the only person that can go toe to toe with Deathstroke every time. Mm -hmm. Um Josh, what do you think's going on with the Lucius Bruce Wayne relationship? Because he's a bit of a Lucius is a bit of a dick in this book, really, isn't he? I mean, let, let's be honest. Bruce is kind of put 
kind of forced Lucius to be like that. Mm. I just, I don't know. My favorite part of this story was the end when I was done <laughs> reading it. <laughs> All right. um, Johnny, I'm with you. I I could have passed on this. Yeah. You know, if it was just the the Red Hood story and the Tim Drake story, I would have been fine. You know, pass on Batwing, pass on this. Four four issues is a lot to put into one book. Yeah. So, and so unless you have something absolutely striking at the end, like and honestly, mm. honestly, honestly, sorry, words. Tim Drake should have been the one at the end because you want something to end the book as pretty much as well as it started, mm. if not better. And yeah, but, having, that, but, but then that's like I, I mean, I, this may be before your time, but that was like when we were forced to buy a CD for just one song, and then you have oh, to listen to yeah. like 13 other songs that you're just like, oh, I don't know, listen. Hey, I, grew up, I grew up with CDs. I know what they are. <laughs> I mean, they um, did that with cassette tapes, too. True. Yeah, true. All right. So, dude, Jimmy Buffett, I, I listened the heck out of uh, Cheeseburger in Paradise from that G Jimmy Buffett cassette. I was gonna say vinyl records. Oh, sorry, Johnny. Okay, yeah, that one. That know. one is. No, I was gonna say. Um... Oh, when Ugg strike a stick with rock. Oh, that was good music. Uh -huh. <laughs> oh, what, you think we're ancient? <laughs> um, so what I was gonna say is this book reminds me a lot of the old Action Comics Weekly that used yeah. to come out back in the. Uh, early 80s to mid 80s what would happen is there would be a superman story then there'd be a rotating cast of other characters from the dc universe in which they would get like uh, a chapter story but they'd be broken down to four or five pages so this is that same premise but rather than being the whole universe it's just set in gotham it's dc it's, it's sorry it's batman and his cast future issues are going to have black canary in there and birds of prey so hopefully you know that revolving cast will give some some ways to everything that's going on so you're not just stuck with with boring books yeah, or boring characters right. but you know um buy it if you like the characters i guess but uh all right our last book is um we need to give shout out well we don't need to we are giving shout out i suppose it is uh dc pride so I've got to say, I liked the idea of DC Pride. And I liked the DC um, Asian book they did a couple of weeks back. I was really annoyed that Cheshire wasn't in the book, even though she was on the cover. So, um, Josh, do we have an image for this book? Yep, I'm getting it. Here is the cover in three, two, one. Bam. Beep. So there you go. You've got Jim Lee doing what Jim Lee does best. Um, you've got a whole host of characters in there. Um, so you've got the Future Flash, Batwoman, Harley and Ivy. You've got Rene. You've got the Alan Scott Green Lantern. Uh, you've got Midnighter in there as well. So you've got um, a whole range of, as the cover says, um, an LGBTQIA plus um, characters in there. You know, as, a, as an idea, I like the idea a lot. Um, Josh, do you have a favorite story in this anthology? Um, you know, out of, out of all of them, there wasn't one that was like completely like, oh my gosh, this is my absolute favorite. Mm -hmm. um, although I think the Midnight one was probably the one that was the one that stood, that left a 
better reading experience for me than than the others um, okay. just because the story and the artwork had that balance where the others it was either writing was good and the art was or art was good and the writing was mm -hmm. so th this is the one that i think i enjoyed the most mm -hmm. so at the end of the day i i like this approach that they took um to just have one book you know all different stories showcasing all these these different characters and i feel it was done in such a way that okay yes it's pride month but it wasn't here's here's everything pride just slapped right in in your face yeah there, there was that that subtle approach which i appreciated well so to an extreme because i mean we can't it, for some reason we cannot get a batwoman story without having four or five pages telling us that she's a, a lesbian yeah yeah we get it already batwoman's a lesbian that's fine Stop yeah. telling us about it. Stop telling us Batwoman's a lesbian and stop telling us that the Joker killed the red uh, Jason Todd. We yeah. know these facts. We don't need to keep hearing them. Yeah. Right. So, it's, yeah. it's, it's kind of like what you said. It's like, it's not that we, we're ragging on, you know, anybody, you know, yeah. pride. We're not, we're not hating on anything on the storytelling. We're not hating on the fact that, you know, Batwoman's a lesbian or anything. It's just that it's as you said with the red hood it's a lot of redundant facts that we already know we understand yeah. that batwoman's a lesbian we have no problem with that mm -hmm. we have no problem with that at all but if that is the main reason why you are showcasing a character then maybe you need to start delving more into the character and revising a few things about it cool. because if if every single issue of red hood is him being killed by joker as a past turning point which yeah it's a major turning point for the character but after so many issues and so many repeats of the same story it gets old and the fans and readers want something new batwoman being a lesbian if every issue is heard you know talking about how much she's a lesbian and that's the main story plot and it just keeps repeating 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 yeah this the fans want something more than just the sim those facts yes. i was about to say simple facts but that's not really yeah. simple facts. so but. you know what you're absolutely right because this is exactly why the batwoman uh series got cancelled you know people weren't buying it it was uh, 12 issues of the same story the missing year you know and we got to the point like right enough's enough we don't you know we get it she had a girlfriend that fell out she loves her she misses her but you know i'm not spending four dollars a month to hear this story so you know that said uh Matthew, did you have a favorite story from a, a point of view? Uh, my favorite has to be uh, Poison Ivy and uh, Harley Quinn of all time, uh, every single time. Every all single right, time. okay, cool. <laughs> you know, as, I, I love both of those characters, even on their own. I love Poison Ivy, you know, from, you know, the Arkham Asylum City Night series. Uh, Poison Ivy was really well done as a character. Reading her as a comic, she was really well done. I love the character of Harley. Yeah. Uh, um, you know, we all know her tragic backstory, you know, being used by the Joker, her developing from that and moving on as a character to eventually become a quote unquote good or better character. Huh. Uh, and I think I think the dynamic between Poison Ivy and Harley work really well. We have yeah. someone who's kind of crazy, you know, gives off a lot of energy, whereas Poison Ivy's really laid back 
really relaxed. And then we see um, these two in a relationship and working together and their dynamics work really well. And we see mm-hmm. in this story, uh, Poison Ivy, like, hey, uh, Harley, we need to talk about this. And Harley's seems to be dodging the fact or dodging it every single time, dodging the issue, dodging the topic of conversation. Mm. And finally, Ivy's like, we need to talk about this. <laughs> and, and she's like, I know, I'm just really bad with words. Okay, look. I'm, and yeah. they talk about the relationship. And it, it's really cute. It's really good. It's a really good story. I, yeah. this, was my, this was my favorite out of all of them. Uh, so- the Midnight One was really good. I did like the Midnight One, though. So we'll give some shout outs. Another word for a truck to move your furniture, which is the Harley uh, and Ivy one written by Mariko Tomeki. Uh, artist is A.B. Reader. Colorist is Marissa Louise. And letterer is Ariana Meyer. Um, for me, there's a couple of here that I think are overblown. The Batwoman one's a little bit overblown. He's the light of my life is a little bit overblown. Although I like Sam Johns as a writer because I loved him on Green Lantern. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, the best one, the best story for me is definitely um, Try the Girl by Vita Ayala, um, art by Skylar pa- Patridge, colorist is Jose Villarubia, and letterer is Ariana Mayer again. This is the question story. Mm-hmm. Um, I really quite like that whole, I like the question. I don't care who's behind the mask. Renny Montoya is a really great character to start with. Um, so that's really, uh, I like seeing her around. Um, so that was cool. The other one that I thought was particularly good, or just from a fun point of view, very similar in tone, I suppose, to the Harley and Ivy one, was the Crow's makeup gift, which was the Flash mm-hmm. story, uh, written by Danny Law, Lisa Stirl, who uh, a lot of indie writers, or oh, sorry, indie artist fans will recognize straight away as a name. Mm-hmm. Enrique. Erin and Giloni is the colorist with Becca Carey, Carey as letterer. I think for me, I think those are the best. Those are the best stories. The kind of ones that that took me by surprise. So, and that's that's kind of what I wanted. You know, for me, and I can I can probably say this is you know, I don't know, being as laid back as I am about everything. I get that there has to be representation in comic books and there should be representation in comic books. They should rep- represent real life. But by the same token, that's not gender sexuality is not always who defines whomever. You know, there's a whole host of other things going on there. So just bear that in mind when you're rocking out your characters, I guess. Do we agree with that kind of thing? Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. Cool. Everyone says no. I, I dig myself a hole that I cannot get out of later. Thank you. <laughs> this turn, we drop. We go from thirteenth to like thirtieth from this video. <laughs> Yay! I'm fired. Woohoo! Yeah. All right. Just, just, just to reiterate, uh, we're not. If if a character's main, you know, main thing for the selling point, the main selling point for this comic, is them discovering their sexuality if it's a single or two issues we have no problem with it those those are really cool uh but when it's the same story over and over and over again is when we start getting tired of it it's, and, and you're right it's not just and that's not it's not just about gender or sexuality if it's, if yeah. it's the same it's the yeah, same defining story. moment over and over and over again yeah that's when we get like whoa however we've seen this before um but you know it's um it's 
it's good that it gets recognized. It's good that pride gets recognized in DC. Mm. Um, we all have, you know, I know I certainly have friends um, within that community um, who absolutely um, feel supported by the fact that DC are putting out so much uh, content that caters specifically um, or is aimed specifically at them. So, you know, um, it's the same as everything else. If you like it, buy it. If you don't, don't. It's simple mm -hmm. as. It's not no no hardship on this, you know what I'm saying? Right. Um, right, there you go. That's done for another episode. Before I go through the usual roundup of shows, don't forget, you lucky, lucky Android users, why don't you go and check out your Google Play Store, check out Comic Crusaders, and download the Comic Crusaders app. It is coming to iOS soon, so don't stress. Uh, from there, you'll get loads of notifications about new reviews and, of course, all the notifications of all new pods that go on when they go live. You will never miss a moment of dulcet tones about comic books, Magic the Gathering, and God knows what else crops up. All right? Cool. <laughs> don't, forget check out, don't forget to check out the UCPN for all your favorite shows, including Matthew. Oh, Matthew. Go, go. Matthew, go. <laughs> oh, oh, God. I'll shut up. Uh, the Jank Think Tank, where we talk about Magic the Gathering, all your favorite combos, deck techs, even doing gameplay. Uh, Whoa, there you go. Me and Josh, me and Josh, I almost pointed to the wrong person. Me and Josh are on it. Uh, we're looking to have maybe some special guests soon. It's still up in the air, but uh, oh, make sure. Is it me? Sure. Is it me? Am I on it? Is it yeah, me? surprise. Johnny's playing Magic now. <laughs> <laughs> ah! that make sure you right. check it out. It's a lot of fun stuff. Uh, Josh, I believe it's your go now. Yep. Uh, of course, we've got Flipside Focus, all things indie comics. And as we talked about earlier, we've got the up-and-coming resurgence of the Random Dad Chronicles with none other than the man, the myth, the legend, Lucas, who is right here with me. Hey, Lucas! Yay. There he is. So hey. stay tuned for that. That'll be fun, right? Yeah. 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 Cool. And also, don't forget, of course, No Price Podcast for everything Marvel and the Old Timers Comic Book Show for all those books from yesteryear. All right. This is Johnny the Machine News for the Definitive Crusade. As always, adios.